Oh, oh okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just wrapping this around my head right now. So, I myself at some point probably shot Bin Laden in the face. Yes. The Two OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world: Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 29. This episode of 2 will see we talk about OMG, BTS, AMAs, Foodsgiving, and Justice League Donna Spoilers. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Anton, so how was your week? Uh, not bad. It's been a very interesting week because it's Thanksgiving week. And everybody's been preparing to buy stuff. And taking a look at ads and everything, trying to figure out what they want to get during Black Friday. Yeah, see, so by the time this episode comes out, it would it, it's either going to be on Cyber Monday or the day after. So all the yes. chaos should have ended. So are you looking forward to anything during Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Uh, see, the thing is, with Black Friday, I don't do any doorbuster stuff. So I usually just go to Best Buy or Target in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I'll still get the deal I want. Yeah, which is very interesting because uh, most of the stores, they push back all of their uh, doorbusters to the day before, which is during Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So you don't have to wait until the morning to get the deals that you want anymore. And it's kind of a good thing because uh, it gives time for employees to actually sleep, you know, and also uh, people who uh, don't want to sleep overnight in line, they can go and shop early. And get what they want. Because, I mean, it, it's getting kind of ridiculous to a point where, you know, you're, you're tiring everybody out with the stupid camping out thing. Oh, and See, it's not always the retailer's fault also. It's just people hyping themselves up. Like, there's, there's yeah. somebody already lined up the 1st of November. I was like, what the hell? And the thing that I think uh, Target does really well is they kind of went the Amazon Prime route. Yeah, you know the Target red card. Yeah. You kind of get an exclusive uh, deal on the stuff from Black Friday, but you get it on Wednesday, which is two days ahead of uh, Black Friday. Yeah, that's all seen today. Yeah, which is kind of neat. I, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, I pay the premium, so I I I have a credit card. I have a debit card. I should get something out of it. Wow, so entitled. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it, it's kind of cool to be in that type of club. You know, it's exclusive and you have to uh, give something to them and they give something back. Well, I've given back over the pre- last weekend. Not to derail, but I kind of want to wrap up my week. Okay. Before we go into the topic. So, Saturday, volunteered at the food bank. Like my, mm-hmm. my, my new annual tradition. Yeah. Uh, so, that was my charity work. And then my geek. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you do? What? What did you do for the charity? Oh, I we pack up uh, food food boxes to distribute to families. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah, so it's like it's a just like a kind of a a food box filled with cereal, canned goods, rice, juice, like all this other stuff. So yeah, that was my my charity work. But then my my week got weird when I tried to use my card my my movie pass on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. 
Tuesday night, all the showings for Justice League were sold out. Interesting. Well, why Tuesday night? Because I wanted to see it before we recorded today. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I really think it's just because like all the kids are on vacation, but I wasn't expecting for all the... Honestly, any any showing from 5 till 9 sold out. Wow. At the at the Century Theater at Belterra. Surprisingly, that's that's very interesting. What? Like I said uh, last week, do does the kids get the whole week off? Apparently they do. I thought they only got like the day before they got like a Thanksgiving Friday off, but apparently they get the whole week off. Oh, that's right. So this is what I heard from my niece. She said that Irvine didn't let the kids uh, get the whole week off. It's only other cities, other surrounding cities. Oh, the outrage. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, Irvine sucks. Well, not really, but you know. Well, yeah. kind of Finally, cool. Irvine has something that's not, that makes it not perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I went, <laughs> I still, I have no car right now. Oh, that's the other part. I took my car into uh, our friend Tom's shop to, uh, to oh, get okay. fixed. So I have no car right now. Uh, yeah, is that why you took a long uh, walk home? Yes. Oh my god, I forgot about that part too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I dropped the car on Monday. I looked at my phone and I was gonna add, I was gonna try to call for a Lyft or Uber because this is like at ten in the morning. So my brother's at work, my dad already left for work or something like that. But then I'm like, I saw the time and it's like a straight. It's all down Westminster. Mm-hmm. It's like about five miles. I was like, I could walk this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to walk it on Monday, uh, but not bad. Not- Burn like six hundred calories. Yeah, which is uh, kind of cool. Yeah, so I mean, uh, so yeah, so catching back up to the movie thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So since I couldn't see it Tuesday, I went this morning to like the first showing that they had at the Regency by my house. Okay, and I finally saw. It. But even then, dude, it was like thirty percent full for the first showing. Wow, really? So yeah, we'll, we'll get into the Justice League stuff at the end of the show with spoilers, but. So as bad as the reviews have been from the critics, it's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and I plan to go tomorrow morning to see Thor. Nice. Yeah. And uh, are you going to get to see Coco too? Uh, I don't know about Coco. I'm, I'm kind of iffy about Coco. I think I'm worried about the reviews. Yeah, well, it did very well in Mexico. Well, I know that. Well, duh. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, Pixar does a Mexican movie. Of course, it's going to be it's going to be a hit in Mexico. So uh, before we get into movies, I want to talk about what happened on Saturday or Sunday. I can't even remember now. I think it was Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Sunday. So during Sunday, we got the American Music Awards. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, one of the biggest awards uh, of the year. And usually, you know, uh, American Music Award is one of the top three music events of the year. Um, the main one would be the Grammys. The uh, second one would be the billboards. Mm -hmm. And then the third one would be the American Music Awards, which is, uh, you know, more of like the viewer's choice awards, you know, but for music. Yeah. It's like the Oscars. It's It's like the Oscars, Golden Globes, People's Choice. It's like a Screen Guild uh, Award or um, a Director's Guild. Well, well, don't get me started on those because those, it just seems like they're just like patting themselves on the back for over-the-top stuff but that's just my (laughs) yeah but you know this is more for the people this is more of like uh what's popular what's hip those those type of stuff and uh you know um on american music awards there's some really popular moments 
from back in the days like uh, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. um, Diana Ross, which she did a uh, a really outstanding performance at the very end because she was, uh, uh, I think, kind of like the Vanguard Award, but like um, for the AMAs. Uh, it's like the Lifetime Achievement kind of thing. Yeah, it's a Lifetime Achievement yeah. for her. Yeah, so they awarded her with that. But anyways, uh, some of the performance throughout the night was pretty top-notch. They had Selena Gomez come out and uh, perform with Marshmello, uh, which is uh, one of the producer-slash-DJs right now. Mm-hmm. That's pretty popular. Uh, the song is called Wolves. Is Marshmello the one that looks like he has like a Lego helmet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really like Marshmello at the very beginning because his music sounds very messy. And, but, I mean, I, I guess he's been getting a lot of um, artists that back his music. So, uh, it, I think it's, it's his music's polishing up. I think he's really re- doing such a good job now uh, compared to what he did last year. To be fair, I don't know who Marshmallow was up until two weeks ago when I saw a bunch of people posting about him. I'm like, why, does Lego so, why is Lego so popular right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah marshmallow I, I i've heard of him since he started his uh his career he, he done a little bit of remixes and stuff and I, I think it's because he's more in the limelight area uh where there's a lot of celebrities so i think that's pretty much how he got into the limelight you know where he's from but uh, i think he's in the la area okay but other than that uh after selena's performance there was demi lovato she oh, killed Danny. it yeah she's pretty good like you, you you'd be surprised on 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 her performance if you ever have a chance to watch See, it her career would be so much like further if it wasn't for her like mental breakdown after the disney channel life yeah i i totally agree and she kind of reminds me of the christina aguilera yes. yeah 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 Th- you know that, that vocal yeah vocal range yeah because out of nowhere you see this girl just starts you know practicing her vocals and like doing that diva voice and everything like mariah carey or whitney houston yeah, yeah so that that's kind of cool and i i think she totally killed her um her performance also and then uh one of the other big performances of the night would be pink's performance which i showed you a clip uh what did you think about that whole thing uh, first off, I can only imagine how dirty those windows were. <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, okay, so f- for the listeners, if you're familiar with uh, what Pink did for the vid- Music Video Awards on MTV, she did an air- acrobatic Cirque du Soleil type of performance, which is very top-notch and totally out of this world. Like, it's different. Nobody does this as a musician. So she brings it back with something even crazier. And you you can tell us about that. Yeah, so it starts off with just some random guy standing on the side of a building. And then mm-hmm. it just the performance just starts evolving from there with Pink coming out singing and dancing on the side of the building, on the windows, and the backup dance. So pretty much the, the side of the building becomes a vertical stage. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. This is on the JW Marriott in, uh, I think it's right across from the, it's not called the Nokia Theater anymore. It's the Microsoft Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the backup dancers start coming out. 
they take advantage of. I'll put it this way. From the ground, they're, they're side by side, but if you're looking at it from the window perspective, it looks like she's like, you know, holding with like being held up by one hand over the guy's head. It's a lot of perspective. Perspective. Uh, yeah, it it, it kind of plays tricks with your mind. Like if you were watching it from a certain angle, yeah. and you didn't know that she was on the side of a building, it throws you off. Yeah, it, way well, off. Even the thing is, even if you know she's on the side of the building, like after like your your mind gets used to it, it's still really impressive. Yeah, it looks like she's defying gravity, like floating in the air type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool performance. And th- I think this is the coolest thing about you know being a musician and going the extra mile just to prove you know that you're not just a regular artist. You go the extra mile to do amazing things. Just like you know Michael Jackson, he would go the extra mm-hmm. mile to you know dance uh, to create uh, a great piece of music video art. Right. The, the, you know? They're a performer, not just a singer. Yeah, and that that's the kind of thing that I don't really like a lot of artists nowadays is that they only focus on their craft of uh, singing and not dancing. We don't get that type of boy band stuff, you know, like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, or Michael Jackson, well, you know, or Madonna. They're, they're, okay, first off, don't put NSYNC and Michael Jackson in the same category. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I meant like for you know entertainment oh, wise, wise, you know. Uh, I yeah. don't know. K- Katy Perry's kind of been keeping that up there. Um, certain, certain. Yeah, but I'm talking about like, for example, the boy band One Direction. They don't dance. Yeah. All they do is just sing and then walk around. Same thing with the Jonas Brothers, but at least they play uh, musical instruments. Right. You know, there, there's a reason. Which th- is there's funny. a reason they're stationary. Yeah. But also uh, some of the other artists is like, you know, well, you can't really say, but, you know, for example, um, I, I went to see Halsey. Are you familiar with Halsey? Yeah, yeah I went to see Halsey. She, uh, she did dance. She's a renegade. Oh, yeah. She, she got she got the Jeep <laughs> sponsorship. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she's a she's good, but she needs to have more dancing into her, her, her style of stuff. But another good example would be Justin Bieber. Like, the only time he does dance is certain songs. He doesn't dance to every single song. Well, yeah, and it seems like it's either either sing or perform, not both. Yeah, and it, it's kind of uh, like Justin, sometimes he would sing and then he would just stop to dance. Yeah. And then he would sing again, and then he gets to the breakdown and starts dancing again. Yeah. And, you know, back in the days, we would have people that are dancing and singing at the same time. Uh, example would be Britney Spears. You know, she sings and dance at the same time. Well, okay, and that brings me to the point of the video where I was trying to, I was trying to figure it out, and near the end, I got my confirmation. I, wanted, I wasn't sure if Pink was uh, lip-syncing or if she was actually singing. No, she's actually singing. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I, I got the, really I, say, I got the confirmation at the end when she stopped dancing, but her mic was still on and you can hear her breathing. Yep. So I was like, okay, so it's not just her. Because that's a lot of... It's a lot of acrobatic stuff, and there was some... Um, what was it? It it was kind of like the actual uh, direct recording from, like, Britney Sears' microphone from, like, when... I think when she was mm-hmm. performing in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, that she... <laughs> That she they recorded her her mic even though she wasn't actually singing 
And all you just hear is like really like her her saying the words really out of breath, but with like no yep. effort of singing. And like I'm like, oh, that's kind of what you would expect. Somebody dancing around that much, they're not gonna be able to catch their breath. Yeah. True. So that that brings me to the biggest uh performance of the night. And people have been hyping this for weeks. Uh I don't know if you keep up with like the entertainment world uh, for like ET uh, or Access Hollywood or anything like that, but the whole entire like two weeks leading up to the AMAs, all they talked about was BTS, 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 and who is BTS? BTS is a K-pop group from Korea. They've been around for four years now, and they have the biggest fan base in the world. Like they have Guinness Book of World Record records, and on YouTube, so, uh, some of their videos can hit uh, up to 162 million hits. So the, it, they have a ridiculous big fan base, and I don't know if the AMAs did this as a publicity stunt just to get um, viewers and ratings, but you know. Them putting BTS on this show as a debut for them on public uh, uh, television in the U.S. is a big deal. I don't, so I don't think well, <clears throat> I, I mean, it, I mean, it clearly was to get viewership, but I don't think it was a publicity stunt. It's because mm-hmm. K-pop has been growing the last what five years, and like right, like right now, it's at its peak. Yes. So I, I think this is more like the AMAs or the music industry trying to show get, give the, give K-pop some some uh, respect or recognition. Yeah, I, I think that's that that's a good point. I, I think very well said because this is the first year that they actually put EDM into a actual category. That too. Yeah. Yeah, and Chainsmokers was the one that won, which I. <laughs> I, I thought it was, you know, a good start, but I mean, I, I think themselves, they know that there's a lot more artists out there from the EDM world that should be getting, you know, a better recognition. You know, there's Armin Van Buren, which is uh, one of the best DJs in the world. Tiesto, which you're familiar with. Um, uh, David Guetta, which I don't really respect that much, but, you know, hey, sometimes he has a really good hit and... I give him props for that. Uh, DJ Snake, you know, those type of people. But uh, in the EDM... I'm sorry. Ch- sorry, go no, ahead. Chain, chain Smokers winning for, for EDM is almost as funny as... Uh, what's that movie? Is it, is it Get Out that got nominated for, like, Best Comedy or something like that? Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Okay. Sorry. Uh, sorry. That just reminded me. I'm like, oh, my God. Terrible <laughs> category. But okay. Congrats to them. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I, so... Before the performance of BTS, uh, Chainsmokers was the one that presented them, and I, I think it was very, I think it was very appropriate for uh, ED, um, EDM artists, Chainsmokers, to present them because the two guys that are in Chainsmokers, I think his name is um, uh, Andrew Tugger, and uh, he's the one that uh, produced one of BTS's songs, and this tells you how big k-pop is because they buy beats from the u.s and they have american producers like i uh spoke in a couple of uh, other episodes Mm -hmm. so uh even though 
uh, he was on stage, you know, presenting BTS. He was a little nervous too because he knows that the crowd is gonna go crazy. And even before he even announced them, all you hear throughout the whole entire crowd is just BTS, BTS chants uh, up to uh, the the whole entire performance. So you saw the performance for the first time. You don't know who these guys are. Tell me what your thoughts are. Um, I'm trying to be as nice as possible. Okay. So I will start with the the nice bits. I okay. think they are really good dancers. Okay. They have great choreography. Yes. Um, the only word I understood was DNA, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel so old describing this because I know this is more. K-pop is one of those things that you either get it or you don't. Yeah. Okay. I clearly don't. To- totally understandable. <laughs> yeah. So here's the interesting thing for for my point of K-pop is that you know like uh, music is a universal da- language. Yes. Uh, doesn't matter what type of song it, or language it is, someone will always find something to relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, like they would listen to it. They're like, you know, uh, it, it's a good mood changer. Um, it's a good thing. Uh, sometimes so- certain songs are good to work out, even though you don't understand it. Um, like German rock and <laughs> German rock, yeah. And you know, we're we're getting to the point where international music has a big impact on 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 everybody itself and you know the the thing with k-pop is they take a little bit of everything it everything in the world and they take the best out of the best to create something that they know that everybody's going to relate to because their inspiration is usually from let's say hip-hop r&b uh jazz uh edm or does it's everywhere. Right. That's the thing about BTS is they got some pop in there. They got some R&B. They got uh, hip hop, rap, EDM, all in one package. And you don't have those type of stuff in the U.S. Well, and that takes to heart what what pop really is. Pop music is trying mm-hmm. to please the greater group. So you're trying to yeah. take the best from each different, like each little flavor to to to, yeah. to appeal a, b- a bigger audience yeah which brings me to like you know there's a difference between a manufactured boy band mm-hmm. and a, a a company who just makes a boy band and let them have the freedom of expression okay like the support so what i mean yeah the support so what i mean by that is uh, a, a lot of these k-pop uh, groups they're all manufactured mm-hmm. they're all like brought together because the company paid them to uh become a group right and the thing is that a lot of these uh, K-pop stars, they're 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 on nickels and dimes. They're not making much. Well, it's very they're working very much like the boy band okay. craze in the nineties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like Backstreet Boys, they didn't make any money. Yeah. Uh, all of the money that they were making, it goes straight to the company. Yeah, NSYNC, and, O-Town, all of them. Ninety yeah, degrees. Uh, yeah, ninety degrees exactly. So that's manufactured boy bands, and these guys are 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 a little bit of that. But not really, because all these guys have different uh, type of skills. And it kind of sucks when a lot of people say a lot of really negative things about them after the AMAs. Um, But, I mean, overall, it was all good um, reviews and, you know, good uh, reactions and everything. But there are a couple of those people that point things out when they don't do any research. Like, wait, wait, like what negative things? 
Okay, so they would say, you know, these guys lip sync, these guys uh, are manufactured boy bands, and uh, they all, you know, looks like they have skills, but, you know, it, it's all manufactured. But it's not, because all of these guys that are in the band, there are seven of them, each of them have a specific skill. Like, the choreography would be one guy, his name is J-Hope, and he's the one that choreographs the whole entire dance for all of the songs and then one guy would be the the person that is uh, pinning all of the the music and then uh, one of them would be you know um uh creating the beats they they each have their role yeah which is very interesting because you don't have a lot of those groups that are able to contribute you know a specific skill Mm -hmm. for the group itself and that's the good thing about these type of uh, boy bands is they give them the freedom of expression which what i'm trying to say is it, they're making the music how they want it how they think that they can succeed you know because not a lot of the, the a lot of the uh successful artists in america for example would be example taylor swift yeah. you know uh she writes her own music and then she starts collaborating w- with other people which is what it is now but, you know, on the other hand, there's still those manufactured boy bands. Another example would be One Direction, you know? Yeah, because those are a quick buck for the music industry. They're, quick, they're, yeah. they're, they're cheap and they're easy to turn around and make profit off of. Yeah, and then they can just shoot them off later and then all those guys just sign contracts elsewhere. Yep. All right, Anton. So what do you think is the next big step for K-pop? Not that they've conquered the AMAs. VMAs? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think that it would be um, better for them to just stay true to K-pop and just keep it that way. But just embrace the that, you know, that they can these songs can be played on regular American radio because it's it's such a big cultural thing now where everybody's listening to uh, international music like Mexican music. Like we got uh, Despacito, uh, it wouldn't be played unless there was Justin Bieber in it. Oh, and yeah. and Justin Bieber t- torpedoed that song. Yeah. <clears throat> did you did you hear what happened? Yeah, it, they asked him to sing yeah. that song, but he doesn't want to. Yeah, sing and it. which which destroyed that that song for him. <laughs> people are like oh he doesn't even know the words to his own song see that that's pretty much the thing that 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 needs to i don't know it, it just takes time i guess for things to get into the market and basically becomes a thing yeah so uh you also saw the uh the the clip of the fan chants yeah. you would hear them in sync and with all of the fans saying all of those things all of the artists that were there were like, oh my god, what the heck is going on? This is crazy. Because you don't hear something like that at a regular concert. Like you go to like a, um, a Lincoln Park, <laughs> rest in peace, Chester, uh, or you know uh, Coldplay or um, 
Red Hot Chili Peppers, you just hear everybody singing the songs. No, nobody's like going the extra mile to like you know do anything crazy like fan chants like this. Well, the thing is, <laughs> I think the fan chant is kind of a a way around not knowing the words to the song. Uh huh. So I think that that that's kind of since they can't sing along to the song, at least not everybody. The fan mm-hmm. chant is kind of a way to sync up and give your give your your uh, respect and love to the to the group. Yeah, but it wasn't only that. They were if you listen to the very beginning again, it's basically them saying all of their names in order. So these guys, they call them, uh, they call their fans army because you know every single fan base would have their own like nickname. Mm-hmm. So th- their name is army. So this whole army basically memorized all of the names in specific order and then how many times they would have to say the word bts in sync i i'm just i'm just not as impressed as you are because i at least seeing seeing k-pop fans from the outside they are uh-huh. really really hardcore fanatics that will they're the ones that will like line up for days to yeah. get tickets yeah so th- so, so, exactly. so i'm saying so they they it's not like it's a group of people that just happened to be at the VMAs that started like chanting together. No, these mm-hmm. are the fans that knew that the band was going to perform that made whatever <laughs> effort they had to do to get to, okay. the, to get to the audience area. Yeah. So this is what I found out today. Like uh, the people that interviewed them on the radio and stuff, yeah. the army actually sent all of these people flowers and letters saying, thank you for, having BTS on your show and and stuff like that. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. They would send flowers to to all of these interviewers. I don't know. I, I, okay, before I, before I move on, I just have to say uh, yeah. BTS has to be careful cuz this is the level of fanaticism that uh stalkers come out of. Yeah. <laughs> I would be concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would too. That I think that's one of the questions that is always asked on every single interview is what is the craziest thing that your army have done? Yeah, no, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's funny. They, they, the way that they try to answer it, they, they don't really want to offend anybody. So they, they try not to answer it fully. Exactly. You have to be careful. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Since it is going to be Thanksgiving tomorrow and it's just the holiday season for a lot of food. Yep. Mashable has put up a list of the 11 most popular Thanksgiving sides. So before before oh, before I read them okay. off, what what's one, some of your favorite like Thanksgiving foods? Doesn't have to be doesn't okay, have to be traditional. So, okay. So the most popular stuff that I always have every Thanksgiving would have to be mashed potatoes. Yes. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What with, kind of mashed potatoes? With gravy? Okay, I was going to say garlic. Garlic mashed potatoes. Uh, yeah, garlic mashed potatoes with gravy. Okay. Um, another side would be stuffings. I'm I'm hit and miss on the stuffing. I don't, I don't really know the appeal. Maybe I just haven't had a good stuffing. That sounds weird. Yeah, I I, I think so. <laughs> like there's there are some pretty bad stuffings that I've had in the past that yeah totally ruined my whole experience. But once you have good stuffing, man, it's it's total life changing experience. So. Uh, another one would be mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is not on the list. It is on the list. Okay. Okay. 
another thing would be green beans. Green beans is on the list, yes. And corn. Not on the list. Well, kind of not on the list. So let me okay. let me go through it really quick. Uh number eleven, salad. Just just generic salad. Didn't really specify. Okay, everybody has that. Yeah, it's like a little mm-hmm. side side thing. Uh generic. Number ten, cranberry sauce, homemade. Uh number nine, cornbread. That's what I said. It, corn wasn't really on the list, but kind of is. Mm-hmm. Again, cornbread's kind of hit and miss, depending on the food itself. Uh, number eight. True. Green bean casserole. Number seven, sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. There are a lot of those people out there that don't like sweet potatoes. I don't understand. They're that. the same people that don't like the freaking sweet potato fries. Yeah, dude, those are so good. Yes. Uh, gar- oh. Dude, garlic sweet potato fries? Dude. Garlic, gar- really? garlic salt sweet potato fries, dude. Oh my god. Uh, number six, rolls. They have to be homemade. That's one thing I have to add to. I have to, I have to add to it. They have to yeah, be homemade. I think it's because of that uh, fresh baked. It, it just tastes so much better. Because well, it's like they're still soft. They're still like they're still moist inside. Because yeah, you can have the regular bread, and it, it's just not, like, nothing special about it. It's just bread. But if you get a nice yeah. warm roll straight from the oven. Mm-hmm. People will devour that without anything. Yeah. Uh, number five, there's a macaroni and cheese. Mac and cheese. So do you make yours from scratch or do you do it from the box? Uh, depends. Uh, if I'm lazy, then I'll do the box. But uh, if not boxed, then I would start off with the roux and then go the whole nine yards. Yeah, so I think I, I've, I've only made it from the box and so it's been a while. I kind of been wanting to make it from scratch. It, it doesn't seem mm-hmm. that hard. No, uh, just choose... The cheese, the correct cheeses, and you're you're fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number four, gravy, <laughs> just freaking flat out gravy. <laughs> <laughs> just by itself, <laughs> just, just drinking that whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's see here. Number three, stuffing. Number mm-hmm. two, here's your mashed potatoes. And number one, yep. cranberry sauce, but the canned version. Okay, I've always had canned yeah, version that's, that's, because that's I've never really had fresh. Uh, I, I've only had quote unquote fresh at restaurants. But the thing uh-huh. is, I don't know where the, if that was actually made in that restaurant or if it was kind of like... Oh, that 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 reminds me. I did have a fresh one time. That was at Mimi's Cafe. Is it when our friend worked there? Uh, no, I think she was in Texas during that time. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I've, I've heard horror stories of like how cranberry sauce can be just be... Uh, apparently, it's really easy to screw up. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, it's it can turn the whole dish upside down. Yeah. No, but I mean, cran- cranberry sauce, but in the can... I, I like it. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like jelly at the very. It it pretty much it just is but... jelly. <laughs> it's sliced jelly. Yeah. All right, and there's one more thing too. So that was that was remashable. <clears throat> and before we go into spoilers, I want to go over this list. It's uh actually uh, uh yeah go ahead sorry no it's from Reader's Digest. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Mills kind of got information from Betty Crocker, Pillsbury.com, all these different websites for the top searches based on state around this time of the year mm-hmm. and they they made a list of the most popular side dish per state okay so california mac and cheese yep mac and cheese california cheese okay uh, i'm gonna have you guess for florida because i've never heard of this okay florida it's a dessert side it's dish? a dessert oh man i have no idea okay it's pumpkin cheesecake Okay, that's the first time I've heard of it. Okay, that. good. I don't know. I don't know if that was a Florida <laughs> thing or what. Cause that's that's the main reason I wanted to bring it up is to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they do a lot of pumpkin stuff here. 
like uh, going to the grocery stores, they're like super pumpkined out. Like even after the season, it's still pumpkins, you know, everywhere. You know what? I th- yeah, and it seems like the top the top states around you guys, yeah, it's like pumpkin pie. So yeah, pumpkin pie. Oh my god, there's a place down the street uh, called Fresh Market. I think you've been there once. They make really good pumpkin pie, like fresh, still piping hot. Well, wait, down the street here, down the street right from from your house, from my house okay. over here. No, I don't think I've. Oh, maybe I have. You're right. I think I have, or at least yeah, at least that, we passed that... by and you pointed it out. Yeah, Fresh Market. Yeah. It's such a weird looking market inside. Oh my god. Alright, um let's see. Was there anything else before we went to spoilers that I'm forgetting? I don't think so. Uh nope. Oh, actually there was one more thing. One oh, okay. Uh the top one the top news one. What was the last time you played Counter Strike? Uh last week. From what year to <laughs> from what year did you start playing Counter Strike to now? Uh I I was just kidding. Uh so 1998 is when I remember the first time I ever played Counter-Strike. And I was at my friend's house and she installed it into her computer and she was trying to play it, but she found out that she needs a CD key in order to play. Oh it. yeah. Cuz cuz it was pirated. And uh, See, that's, I think that's back in the day when it was easy to pirate those games. <laughs> yeah, it was very easy to pirate it. So I, I think they basically because this game was an online game. So they're able to uh, communicate with the computers and verifying the, the CD keys. Mm-hmm. So during that time, it was like the hot game that everybody wanted to play. But you had to have an actual real copy of the game. So that was in 1998, and I played it probably until during high school. Uh, so I'd say pretty much the time when I really stopped playing would probably be 2005 or six. So what if I told you you might have shot and killed Osama bin Laden? Oh, okay. So the CIA has has finally released the the software that they found on... Osama bin Laden's computers in his compound. Mm-hmm. On there was Counter Strike Source. He okay. had the DDoS two map and the Aztec map. Interesting. Wow. And along that, he also had Half Life and a lot of NES emulators. Oh, he, had, he was a Nintendo type of guy. Well, he had he had Final Fantasy seven. Super Mario Bros. Whoa, no way! And a crap, uh, and a crap load of like bootleg movies, like Cars, the movie Ants, which is probably the that the good version of like. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just wrapping this around my head right now. So, I myself at some point probably shot Bin Laden in the face. Yes. <laughs> okay, that is awesome. I was saying like you, he was probably a no scoper. He was that kind of dishwasher. No, I, I think he's probably... Uh, um, he was one of the guys running through the wall? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he he's one of those guys that uh, use auto-aim. Yeah, So, the, and there were some other emulators they found on... Aimbots. Oh my god, I hate those. <laughs> uh, he was an aimbotter. The, there were some other emulators they found on this computer. Um, there's one for Animal Crossing. And it's a lot of it's a lot of like viral videos too, like the Charlie bit my finger. Man, what a fruitcake. 
What? <laughs> what a fruitcake he is. Wow. Um, the, the funny thing is, I was listening to uh, I was listening to a, a radio show or podcast, whatever it was, but they were talking about how they were talking about specifically the Animal Crossing game and how addicting mm-hmm. it is. And they're saying like, how funny if Osama bin Laden maybe like didn't have any, didn't do any attacks because he was so busy being distracted by Animal Crossing. <laughs> so, so like Nintendo, Nintendo, and like Steam, and any of the other gaming companies that are on his computer might have saved countless lives for being so addicting. Wow! It's a good job, Nintendo, for uh, distracting <laughs> a Taliban. Yeah, good job, Anton, for shooting uh, shooting Bin Laden in the face with your P ninety. Yeah. Or your well, well, he- what was that gun? The pull up, pull up. Pulp? Pulp? Yeah. yeah. That was my favorite one. Well, he he was spraying everywhere, so... Oh, he was uh, he was in. totally an SMG sprayer. Yeah, I, I totally knifed him in the face. <laughs> I, I love doing that to people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alright, so moving on to spoilers. Uh, Spoiler alert. So, actually, let's do the... Let's do the sponsor stuff. Or not sponsor stuff, the, the ad stuff now. And then we go into spoilers. Okay. So, Anton, if people want to support you killing terrorists, how can they do that? They can uh, send us some guns, and uh, we can uh, put them in a very safe place until we need them. Please don't send us guns. Like a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Please don't send us guns. (laughs) Or or they can just help out, uh, you know, with some beers. We just need some beers to keep us sane, I guess. Liquid Courage. Liquid Courage, and they can give us uh, all of that at www.the2oc.com, and they can click us, uh, click on the button, buy us a beer button, and uh, we can drink some beer. I totally threw you off by doing oh. this out of order, huh? <laughs> yeah, totally. And also, you can buy stickers and t-shirts on our store. All right, and there's also going to be Amazon links at the bottom of our show notes. If you use those links, even if you don't buy the product that we have listed on there, just by using the link and completing your order through there, Amazon will give us a small percentage back to us at no extra cost to you. And no extra cost. No. So just buy everything. Yes, exactly. Do your do your your black well black Friday over brother. Do your Christmas shopping through our links. Easy peasy. Uh, say and you can also send us an email to mail at the two oc You can also follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. At the two OC for each of those. All right, Anton, ready for spoilers? No. Oh, I want to be spoiled. Did you get your containment suit? Actually, yes. All right, containment suit on. Right ain't over yet. I'm mad. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Be advised that spoilers may lie beyond this point. You have been warned. Proceed at your own risk. Have a nice day. And alert sounded, and we're good to go. All right, everybody dies at the end. End of story. No, nobody dies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mad. (laughs) Honestly, there's no proof that anybody ever died in this damn movie. (laughs) Uh, Aliens. (laughs) Well, well, there were someone did die. No, It, it was Superman. Well, no, he didn't die in this one. He came back to life in this one. He died in the other one. Yeah, it was a continuation. And to be fair, those uh, 
the minions, the freaking, uh, I don't know what they're called. Uh, those, yeah, the, the little like, bug, flying bugs. Technically, mm-hmm. they're already dead soldiers from ba- from other battles, so they were already dead to begin with. Okay, so they undead. They're, they're undead min- minions. All right, Anton. Yeah. Uh, so, give a recap of what you thought about this movie from the last from the last. Episode. Okay, I I just want to get the elephant out of the room right now. Were you staring at his mustache the whole entire? Movie? Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Jesus, and you know the first the first clip that they that they showed was one of the ones that they 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 shot from uh, from Joss Whedon's ideas. Yeah, it, that had to be added. And that was the yes. worst it, clip to start off with, because then that just that kind of uh, sets it up for the rest of the movie that you're just constantly distracted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so did were you able to see that they CG'd it? Did did it look obvious to you? I would say at least half of the shots had to be CG. Yeah. Either 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 CG because of the mustache. Or the rendering from the CG around him was so bad, it made his face look weird, too. Yeah, it looked like they masked his, uh, um, uh, from his chin all the way up to his mustache area. And then they put another, like, the green screen, like, uh, just his lips talking. And then they would paste it on there. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, so the that first clip, which is a kid filming him for Instagram or something, something on social media... Yeah, um, on his phone, and he's holding the phone up and down, which bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the first scene they can I can see it from. Um, what was it? The, the, during the fight scenes, there's a lot of it, but that that could have also been a mix of the other CGI. There yeah. was one more point. I think when he came back to life, there was some conversation I was being had that just threw me off. The only one, yeah, it it. it it totally throws you off because you, you know that they CG the mustache uh, out of the way, but also some, there are some scenes that, you know, like, okay, yeah, you, you CG him, just CG his whole body. You don't need to, you know, just do that those mustache area. At some point, yeah. But I, I think the only film, the only film, the only footage that didn't have him CG'd was... The one with him in the cornfield. I, yeah. And, and apparently that was a reshoot. Because from uh, some some comments and reports, it was actually after he leaves his resurrection area and goes to the farm. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's a point where he gets very destructive and Martha Kent was supposed to like kind of talk him down. Yeah. But they, ever since Joss Whedon took over, he... They they got rid of that that part of the story and just made him kind of normal Superman again faster. Okay, so let's go through all of the characters. Yes. What do you think about? Uh, let's start with uh, Batman. Oh, Jesus, I don't. Here's the thing with Batman, I don't see anything particularly wrong. But mm-hmm. something's just off about him. Like it, it seems like Ben Affleck's trying to do it one way, but the lines and the the dialogue just have, I mean, the lines and all, the lines and the actions make him seem another way. Yeah, like I understand that we already know what Batman is and where he's from, 
uh, I think the the missing factor for us is that we don't have the Batman. Like we're so used to all of the other Batmans by now because they all have backstories yeah. and they've been explained and you, you went through the whole spiel with them. The only problem was the last movie that he was in, which is Batman versus Superman. It was just him talking about, you know, the whole entire movie, uh, just about stuff that he needs to fix, which is fix Superman. You know what? And I think that's you're right. I think you kind of nailed it on that one because yeah, we were we were so against having to go through the whole parents getting killed scene again mm-hmm. that we kind of skipped that part. We skipped his whole life, and now we're at the end of his bat almost almost at the end of his Batman career. So yeah. we don't know how he got the way he is now. We had some hints from from Batman versus Superman. But mm-hmm. we don't know exactly what happened. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was a different Batman before and then now, yeah, now he's a struggle. What's, what's up with the whole Robin thing? You know, there's a, a Robin suit at the end of the movie yeah. and nothing's been explained in this one uh, about Robin. I think there was one scene, but it was just vaguely talked about. Yeah. So I think that that might be part of the problem is we don't know enough about this Batman. Yeah, so uh, next character would be Wonder Woman. We already familiarized with her in her own standalone movie. So what do you think? Does she bring what she brought from the other movie? Or uh, how did you feel about her in this one? She did just as great a job in this one as she did as uh, Wonder Woman, or in Wonder Woman. Because yes. it's, I swear, her her facial expressions are just so spot on. With no with mm-hmm. no dialogue, she can say so much with just one stare. Yep, it's the Gal Gadot look. Like the concern, like the, that scene where I don't know, it was a bank robbery or something, some, some sort of terrorist act was happening. Yeah, and she heard the guns starting to go off, and she just kind of gave like a concerned look on her face, going like, again, almost like a a mom saying, "My children are in danger," or like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just with no lines for like 10 seconds. Like, that was perfect scene. I'm like, holy crap, she's amazing. Yeah. So we don't have to say much about her. So let's get into some of the new characters, uh, which is Cyborg. He had a problem with the trailer when we first saw it. How did this movie live up to you? With the final uh, rendition of the CG for Cyborg, I think it still had a lot to left had a, left a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. It it's honestly, I would say that some video games have had better graphics than what was showing here. At, at least yeah. for at least okay, for I, Cyborg. Yeah. Okay. I I, I totally agree. Uh, I thought they did polish up on what they needed to polish up on. But of course, there are those scenes where you're like, "Yeah, that's totally fake." Well, uh, the thing is, okay, uh, I'm willing to look past the suit, but his face, his face looks so CGI'd, and it didn't need to. It didn't need to look that bad. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's what kind of bothered me. I was like, okay, th- I understand maybe the CGI for the suit wasn't all there, but you didn't have to do anything to his face, but they still did. I think it would have been better if they had like some type of helmet thing to put on him instead of a 
uh, a jumpsuit. Yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but overall, did you think that he did a good job as Cyborg, though? He did a great job, and he's actually one of the characters that had a lot of of the rewrites for, or the, the reshoots for. Um, mm-hmm. So apparently his backstory was supposed to be more detailed and yeah. give you more. A, a, it was more violent and he was supposed to show more more damage because it was it was going to show his his high his high football career. And then his mm-hmm. car accident. And then the show the part where the, he is amputated, like either his legs get amputated or damaged. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing pictures of uh, him with, you know, his uh, jockey uh, jacket on. It, it was, in a, it was and... in a trailer. The, the, the yeah, last trailer. The trailer. <laughs> That's the funny thing is, like, it was in the last trailer. Yeah. And they cut that out. Yeah, and throughout this whole movie, you don't even see him, uh, you know, with a backstory or anything. It just jumps into him being cyborg. No, it just shows it. it I think they showed one person looking at. Uh, I think it was it was Wonder Woman looking at videos of him in high school, but it wasn't anything close up. It wasn't anything detailed. Yeah. Uh, so it was easily missed. So I think taking that darkness away and just making him more mysterious and kind of him evolving with the movie, developing with the movie mm-hmm. was a good call on Josh's part. Josh, Josh's part. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into uh, our thoughts on flash. Okay. Uh, the flash. I want you to go first on this one. Okay, I'm a big fan of Ezra Miller. Uh, I just think that, you know, it's it just depending on what role he has. Uh, at the very beginning, I wasn't a big fan, but after seeing him in a couple more movies, it kind of shines on what he's able to do. And uh, he's able to bring a lot to this character in uh, this movie. And I thought that, it was very different than what the CW had for the flash. Uh, this one, he's more nerdy. He's more like, um, uh, not really outgoing. He doesn't talk to a lot of people. He's not very social and he kind of gives that really geeky and nerdy type of answer throughout the whole entire movie. Like there are moments where you're like, yeah, he's totally, that type of person who's super unpopular and just says things at the wrong times, but it's not bad things at the wrong times. It's just funny things at it's just the aw- wrong it's times. It's just awkward. Okay, so Ezra Miller or Grant Custon from The Flash on CW? Which one do you prefer? Uh, I I know they're totally different. They're, okay. they're totally different flashes, but I just, I'm kind of yeah. curious. See, Grant Custon, is, he brings a very emotional... Uh, um, joyride for the CW's um, uh, Flash series because it's it's more of like a kind of feels like a Spider-Man type of story, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Flash that we see in this movie is kind of like he's still trying to find himself. Like he's still that guy that doesn't know a whole lot, and he's wanting to learn more from everybody else. Kind of like Spider Man, you know. I, I think okay. I, I think I was kind of bothered by that because okay, Ezra Miller did a great job with the comedy aspect of it. Okay. That, but yes. that being said, I, I I find it really odd 
that the Flash was supposed to be very intelligent. Yes, he was he's a little bit dorky, but he's still somewhat confident. Ezra made him really like I would say almost like a kid. And and I think that's what bothered me. Like like the, this is like a really smart character, but he's he sounds like an idiot at times. Yeah, I think that's the thing that they changed about uh, the Flash character in this movie mm-hmm. is that they try to go for more of that um, type of vibe. Because uh-huh. I remember uh, watching the Justice League. You know, Flash is like nerdy, and but still, the only thing about but that, the thing is, yeah, in, that, in Justice League, he, he's a leader. Yeah, he he makes really uh, funny remarks, but it's it's more like um, like a dark humor type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not nothing like Kitty like this one. He's more mature in that one. Yeah, no, this I don't know. I I think I just maybe maybe with the Flash movie we'll get we'll get to know him better and like his personality more. But just the the small taste that we got in this one, I was kind of like oh cringing, like that's that yeah. scene with him and Cyborg in the grave, mm-hmm. the whole fist bump. Yeah, I was like oh no, and then he and then he kind of makes the joke even more awkward by saying. Oh right, uh, ra- racial tension. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, don't like you don't have to call it out. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's I think that's the thing that kind of saves uh, this movie of all the seriousness is that you know cyborg and um, uh, Flash, you know, yeah, having a little bit of humor into it. Okay, so the last character that we need to get into is Aquaman. Whew. Okay, Aquaman. Uh, I would say it started a little bit rough at first, but mm-hmm. I grew to like his character. I, I think Jason Momoa did a great job uh, bringing Aquaman to life and making him a likable character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think considering all the Aquaman jokes, e- even before the Big Bang Theory, yeah, it's it, it's a good. It was an uphill battle for him, and he pulled it off. It, yeah, and it's kind kind of cool because he he when he brought the character into this. Uh, role he it feels like a very gung-ho type of guy well yeah he's a, he has like he has that cowboy mentality yeah and uh when you read or yeah when you read about aquaman it sounds like you know he is a very macho type of guy that takes care of things and i i guess jason momo is kind of like that too but uh he he's more of like uh i, I want to do what I want to do, type of thing. Oh, man. The thing is with, with Aquaman, he he's either a very subtle character, like where he kind of fades into the background, or he's a very serious character. And I think Jason kind of walks a different path by being more outlandish, like more vocal, and adding some elements of fun when the action starts happening but you, you know who i think is a a, a better aquaman who? vincent chase vincent chase where did i know him from damn it i tried to make a reference but you didn't get it ah <sighs> not vincent chase his name is adrian grenier i'm trying to make an entourage uh joke oh i didn't watch uh entourage you don't watch entourage no. right Okay, so anyways, uh, in Entourage, <laughs> they basically make fun of uh, the main character, 
getting a role, like a comic book role. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the comic book role that he gets into is Aquaman. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so throughout his whole entire career in Entourage, he's known as the guy that plays Aquaman. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that one. Okay, so <laughs> moving on to what was what was the most cringy part of the movie for you? Or the, the part that you that you didn't like? The scene that you didn't like? Uh, the scene that I didn't like. Um, okay, the ending. The ending was a really big problem for me. Is it because it was like... Was it, uh, what's that one DC DC fighting game? What's it called? Uh, Injustice. Is, is it because it's pretty much an Injustice game playing out? Yeah, <laughs> I, I felt like... <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I felt like it was, you know... The exact video game. There's a scene, There's one part where Superman punches Steppenwolf, and he yeah, goes flying. And he uses his. Well, he goes flying down, but Superman's still kind of hovering, but his mm-hmm. body is squared up like, like towards the camera, but his head mm-hmm. is like to the side looking down. I'm like, oh my god, that's a freaking video game pose. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he he shoots a, a laser beam out of his eyes, which is his regular regular skill, and then he starts freezing the guy's hammer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and we didn't really see him use his ice breath in uh, the last couple movies. Uh, no, but it is one of his established established powers. But yeah, you're right. That's kind yeah. of out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. Okay. For me. Damn it, I, I don't even know where to go. I would say I got pissed off with how easy the the Steppenwolf got the the Earth Realm mother box. The the man's yeah. man's world earth box. It was freaking sitting on top of like a freak a sedan. Yeah. Like the <laughs> I, I I I think that was them trying to save time. They're like, okay, we spent twenty minutes with Steppenwolf getting it from the Amazonians, which is a great chase scene. Yeah, awesome. That was a great one. That was like every like it was an edgier seat kind of ride. Um, Mm -hmm. We spent another like kind of ten fifteen minutes in Atlantis trying to get the trying to get their mother mother box, but nope, only for the humans. He just steps in and he doesn't he doesn't appear. It's just the boom tube coming in and the boom tube going out. (laughs) You don't even see him. I have a feeling that there was more to that scene. I do too, but I think that that was them trying to cut time because didn't they? This was this movie going to be almost three hours? Yeah, it was supposed to be just like any other Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, so I think that's part of the ones that cut out. Uh, what about your favorite scene? What was your favorite one? My favorite scene would have to be. Ah, uh, uh, let me see here. Uh, I really liked the scene when they were in the sewers. Okay. Yeah, that that action sequence uh, before Flash was like you know running around in in circle. Mm-hmm. Oh, trying to get everybody in the right place. Oh, okay, is it before or after he did that little sword tap? Uh, all the way up to the sword. Okay. Tap. That was pretty oh, cool. pretty much the flash trying to get the courage, like his. his courage. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna have to split it between two scenes, and this has Joss Whedon written all over it, like what the kind of kind okay. of a uh, 
building a, a team relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one being Aquaman in the transport. Ah, uh, yep. Like when he just starts like listing off, like, like well, he points to Batman. Well, you don't have any powers. Uh, points to the Flash, saying you don't have or what it was like. Oh, you're tripping over yourself. <laughs> points to Cyborg. Yeah. Points to Cyborg. You're fighting yourself. <laughs> like you can't, you can't control. Your, you're fighting yourself. So and puts a Wonder Woman, and you are just stunning and beautiful. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and then it's like that. Su- yeah, that well, the scene. subtle, the subtle re- reveal that it's uh, he's sitting on the golden lasso, the lasso mm-hmm. truth. Um, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and the other scene that I liked was um, when the Flash is saving that family in the pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, oh, yeah. like he's so, that was so yeah, funny. he was so accomplished. He's like. I did it. I saved the family. Like I got him safety. Yeah, he was so proud. And he turns around and sees like, Superman car- carrying a whole freaking apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think those were totally Joss Whedon's scenes. I was going to say, those, those are just clouds. Because th- those are stuff that is team building in a human way. Yeah, and we see a lot of that in Avengers. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a, it's a little subtle, subtle nods or subtle jokes. Cause it, yeah, like like that scene where uh, Hulk punches uh, a Thor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's yep. the it's those small scenes that like kind of de- kind of take away or give you a break from the from the main story to 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 yeah. give you a little comedy. Yeah, it breaks the tension, so you, you're not so tense. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much more to talk about the movie, but we're running way too long, so we shouldn't. I think we're we're good there, right? All right, Anton, final thoughts? Yeah, so final thoughts on the movie. I really thought that... I I, can't, I went into it with really low expectations because I already saw the score. So I actually ended up really enjoying myself uh, with the film, even though there were some really bad moments uh, throughout the whole thing that ruined the experience. But at the end of the day, I, I, I'm looking forward to more uh, DC movies. Uh one out of ten oranges, or zero out of ten oranges. How many give it? Oh man, it's hard. I I give it a six. Six oranges. Yeah. Um, I'll give it seven oranges because I, and one scene I forgot to mention was the uh, the the battle scene to like the the first battle scene with Steppenwolf back in the ancient days. Mm-hmm. I love that mainly because it showed that humans had their own heroes, not just the Amazonians and the the Atlanteans. It, it, they showed the Green Lanterns, not just one. They had multiple Green Lanterns, and they also sh- oh yeah, they, and yeah. they showed um, Zeus and Hercules, the old gods. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of a cool little little Easter egg in there. Yeah, a lot of mythology stuff in yeah. there. But I mean, I, 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 granted, yeah, it's not a great movie, but I don't think it deserves the hate that it's getting. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So. Just to end this whole conversation uh, with a good or a bad note, depending on your answer, uh-huh. uh, do you think Joss Whedon saved the movie with a better score, or do you think uh, without Joss Whedon, it would be even worse? I, I think Joss Whedon saved as much as he could. Because... it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're ever going to see Zack Snyder in another DC movie. I I honestly I think he's done with DC. It's it's too dark. 
and and Joss Joss yeah. did Joss did what he could in the short time that he had had with it, and I think he, those scenes are very obvious of the ones he touched. Yeah, I think if Joss was able to work on this project on his own, I don't think Stefan Wolf would have been the the villain. Uh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have been the main villain. I think that, uh, and I keep adding stuff to it. When we're trying to wrap up, but um, I think that st- the what was missing from this movie is we needed a second boss. Like Steppenwolf should have been mm-hmm. like that that first lieutenant, that that mini boss that mm-hmm. led to the bigger battle. Yeah, it, it seemed sure. kind of short. All right, Anton. Um, anything else? Nope, that should be All it. All right, so listeners got an extra couple minutes of content. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. For the 2OC, I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton. Damn Dill. it, I tried to get while you're drinking. Oh. You hearing this? Yes. Sounds like cowbells. Need more cowbell. Need more cowbell. All right, guys. Have a good one. Mm. <laughs> got you. <laughs>